This is episode two of Tales from the Quarantine. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, the second episode of uh, Tales from the Quarantine. Uh, my guest today is uh, LP. He's a he's a friend of mine from work, and he's currently at home with uh, three kids. So, uh, you know, send him prayers and thoughts and all those stuff that don't work, because, well, I guess he'll get it. Uh, he's a... Uh, a giant of a man. Um, I got into the habit of calling him Hodor because he lifts like a hundred pounds in one go without actually bending his knees. Um, and yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'll let you pronounce your name properly. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the full pronunciation is Louis Philippe Matt, but that's very French. And uh, there is an very, E on the end. Yeah. It's not M A T H, it's M A T T E. And uh, so I've been called. I've been call called. Mate. Yeah, I've been called mate, 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 all all types of stuff. But that's okay. <laughs> I've learned there's there's worse thing in life than being called mate. Yeah. So how how's it going? <laughs> Actually, how are you doing? Uh, you know, it's uh, keeping busy. Um. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, family's doing good. Uh, it's been uh, hard on my special needs kid not to go to school anymore because it, it wasn't his routine. But uh, we we are getting it under control. Yeah, I feel you. My uh, my son got diagnosed with ADHD, so it's not not the same. But you know, it, it's uh, yeah. it's a bit bit interesting. Yeah, mine mine's got that too. <laughs> on top <laughs> but yeah he's uh he's not having too much fun not being at school his routine's completely out of whack yeah my my son's asking me to go to school like every every single day and like he doesn't understand that like when i tell him like we can't go since he's not he's uh, low functioning autism so he doesn't understand yeah. Yeah, he, he understands some some things, but like uh, making uh, complicated explanations are not something he will understand. So every single day, he asks to to see his teachers. He asks to go to school, see his friends, go in the playground. All all stuff we can't do anymore. Yeah, my. Uh... Trying to get my kids to exercise outside is a bit, uh, bit interesting because like I don't have any jungle gym equipment in my yard. Like we always went to the park, so that's, yeah, uh, that's been fun. I've got a little like a slide with uh, with uh, swings attached to it, and uh, I've got the new trampoline, the high tech trampoline. What makes Spring that? Free. How, how? What? Yeah, it's there's no springs. It's like uh, metal bars, uh, covered in PVC. I I don't think they're even metal. I think there's like solid PVC pipes. Uh, they're like uh, all around the trampoline. Uh, so like uh, one of the main issues with trampolines normally is that like it's not safe. Like if you fall in a spring, you can like get caught in the spring and it's, yeah i know uh, i know people have broken bones on trampolines yeah that's that's shitty so it's it's actually like the company's called uh spring free oh that's good and and it's uh it, it, it is uh, on the higher prices of trampoline but there's a 10-year warranty and with the three kids we're like uh yeah we we saved up some money for a trip and the trip's not gonna happen so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were planning so, on going down to the states so yeah, we we saved up to go to uh, Mexico, and that's not probably not gonna happen, or it's gonna happen, but like in long enough that we're gonna be able to save again. Yeah. So so yeah, that that trampoline has like ten year warranty and stuff like that. Uh, so we were like, yeah, with three kids, it, it it might be a good investment, and it's safer and everything. There's actually like a video of a. a a guy uh, lost control of his car and but like flipped and the car landed on the trampoline and the tra trampoline didn't even break. <laughs> so, 
it can support so the like car, so the car landed on the trampoline and the trampoline was fine that yeah that sounds fun yeah that's trampoline now i might go to your backyard after uh yeah, I, after all this after all this i'll, I'll invite the kids <laughs> yeah my daughter would love it she's yeah. been uh she's been a handful like tonight she was yeah. just she didn't want to go to bed but i think it more has to do with the how it's been the light's been going down uh staying out late longer so yeah we we supposed to sleep after it's dark but yeah we've uh we've uh got some uh like uh shutters for the the kids windows because we really don't want to, the light to wake them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids wake up like clockwork early in the morning, and like, yeah. Sometimes they'll they'll stay in their bed or they'll come to our bed, and uh, and they'll just they'll hang out. But it's like, come on, like either wake up later because you're going to bed like an hour to two hours past your normal like school routine bedtime. Yeah. And which I can't blame them. Like this, this whole situation we're in right now, the whole world's in really it's thrown a monkey wrench into their routines and we're trying to hang on to it. Like bedtime still seven o'clock, get ready for bed and, and hopefully asleep by eight. That's the plan. Right. But like tonight, my daughter just held on till almost nine last night. She was like, it was like 10 yeah. screaming. So it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. My, my, she's four. So yeah, my, uh, my one and a half year old, the uh, middle, the middle one, she, uh, she really doesn't like sleep. <laughs> uh, we, like she tonight, she fell asleep at nine fifteen, and like most nights it's around that. <laughs> We're super happy. Like, she fell asleep at like seven this week, and we're like, it was the first time in a long time. So we're like, oh, <laughs> we had a little celebration. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think she uh, she also has like night uh, terrors or something like that because sometimes she just wakes up screaming, calling for for her mother or or, or for me. She's yeah. just like shaking. So, yeah, yeah but that... since, since the trampoline, since she bought the trampoline, she actually wakes up a little less during the night. She still falls, falls asleep late. So, yeah, you know. Well, that's good, man. Like, my uh, my kid, I ran them outside for two hours this afternoon. Like, I actually ran them. Like, we're playing cops and robbers, so I got on my bike. I was just driving around, like, riding around on our yard in this little open field next to our yard. And, uh, my kids would just, were trying to, to trap me or we were, I was chasing one of my kids, but I was the cop car. So I had to drive in the, uh, on my bike. And, uh, yeah, I thought that would knock them out earlier than it did. Um, but we had to resort to my wife coming in and doing like some severe cuddle time with my four-year-old and my, uh, seven-year-old, he, he, he stayed up watching world war two in color. So, <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, therapy sessions that's going to be in 10 years, but you know, he, he's really fun. He likes to enjoy, uh, enjoy that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to deny him a history lesson. That's world war two in color, even though it might not be age appropriate for a, you know, seven year old, but you know, it's history lesson, yeah. I guess. To, to so I guess we should mention, yeah, I guess we should mention that you're currently on parental for having uh third child yes yeah yeah and so really yeah. one of the only the the only like main two things that changed since the this epidemic the pandemic is the fact that my my son can't go to can't go to school anymore and the fact that we can't go like shopping or in like activities or stuff like that but yeah, speaking, the rest, speaking the rest shopping, is pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you, you your, yeah, uh, your I, eldest I child like, is. I can't like take the kids to Toys R Us, uh, Toys R Us, or something like that. I can go like my by myself to Walmart, but like we don't bring the kids anymore. So. 
Yeah, I wouldn't bring the kids to Walmart. Uh, like yeah. I'm the designated uh, grocery getter in my family. Yeah. Like, is, is that your job or is that your wife? Yeah, that's my that's my job. And since the like yesterday, the the chief chief of health, the Canada health thingy, they said that uh, wearing wearing a mask like is not a bad idea anymore. She just ordered me some masks today. <laughs> yeah, well we. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be making some here. Like I got a sewing machine and stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm probably gonna spend tomorrow doing that, and yeah, we're we, gonna be making a pocket for filter material. It, yeah, it, we, we got this. We got masks for um, for a little from a little like uh, we you can call it home business around here. Yeah, uh, she made like she made like hundreds for the hospitals, and now she. She sells a bit extra on the side once in a while, but she still gives to the hospital. And there's actually like a little carbon filter in in it, so that's good. You know, yeah. But the that. main reason we're 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 getting the masks is like, what if like you don't wear a mask to protect you from other people? Um, you wear a mask yeah, to protect other people from you. So yeah, but then um, if everybody wears a mask, everybody's gonna get protected, right? More or less, unless it's a shitty mask, you never know, right? Because yeah, it like an N95 mask, right? It protects 95 percent of all particulates of uh, I believe is three or point three. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, micron size. Where you and me, we both work at the same place. We both have the same um, face mask, the same respirator, um, the same cartridge, and those cartridges are P100 cartridges, which they protect. 100% or I guess it's 99.9% it's, it's, it's a ridiculous higher than the N95 but we use a full face shield like it's a full face mask because of what we do we deal with toxic material and yeah. uh, the N95 mask is great it, it is amazing it, it does a great job however it will not 100% protect you from you know COVID-19 it'll do it'll most likely protect you in a close one-on-one um, uh, one-on-one situation where you're dealing with uh, with people who are coughing and they're like the coat, like the the virus is stuck in the fucking water droplets. But if the the virus is kind of like hung in the air, not in a water droplet, and it's at, and it's a natural state, then the N95 mask isn't really going to do much for you. Um. However just because of that the odds of it of the the virus uh, itself existing outside of water droplets or something larger than uh, 0.3 or 3 i can't i, I got to look this up um, it's going to be at the end of the episode i'll i'll figure it out um, what exactly the n95 works for so stay tuned uh, but the uh, the purpose of the n95 mask um, and how it's so sought after, uh, especially with the trade spat and the stealing and pi- well, piracy, I guess, that the U.S. has done recently with uh, Germany and Canada with regards to 3M. Um, it's to protect the respiratory system from people who are coughing. And, well, you know when you cough, right? You yep. hack up a lung. Mm-hmm. So most of that stuff is like stuck in like a water vapor. And that is what an N95 mask is going to filter out. And a P100 mask would 100% filter that out. There's, there's, it's not getting through that. Yeah. However, with a cloth mask, how, which your wife would make, I'm going to make some tomorrow. And what a regular surgical mask is going to do is that the, that um, matter, that, that coughing is or sneezing, um, if it's covering your nose, which all masks should cover your mouth and your nose, and be snugly fit to your face, um, a loose mask isn't going to do anything for you. So, um, but so if you cough, right, everything's going to be caught in that mask. That mask is going to create a barrier so that if you cough, even if you are asymptomatic, you're still um, you're still contagious at some point. So if you cough to clear your throat or because you just have this weird urge to cough. And you're wearing a mask, people don't have to worry about it. But if you're not wearing a mask, people will have to worry about the distance from you. And that's just not like 
I got kids. You got kids. We don't want to fucking worry about that, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go out and get my two or three weeks supply of groceries and have some person hacking up a lung and worry about bringing back this contagion to my family. I was actually wondering if it was a good idea to go to like Walmart with my uh, chemicals mask. I was like, you know, it, it will stop me from, t- from touching my face and it will filter out shit. So, you know. Yeah, well, it'll filter out everything. Yeah, but, but I, like, I, got I, my, my... I, I got my paint mask at home. I was like, you know, why, why don't we wear this? <laughs> well, I did the research on it. Um, those cartridges we use for those masks are going to protect you. I can't remember the exact cartridge number. I don't have them with me at this moment. But those are P100s um, cartridges, right? So those cartridges will protect you. But then you do, you look like a dumbass with your mask. You do, but there's people walk around wearing SCBAs and scuba equipment. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something. Yeah, I was um, I was get, getting like milk jugs from from the Circle K or something like that. I I I finished paying and I turn around and I nearly bump into this guy that just like standing like right next to me i was like what <laughs> why like there's actually like tape lines on the floor why don't you just respect that <laughs> there was literally no one else in the store why like, did you have to be so close okay so i went to i went to uh i can't where's that go i went to independent right i went to independent i talked about this in the first episode but i went to independent um, I talked a little bit about it in the first episode, but I went to independent and I was going down an aisle. I see the arrows on the floor. They're taped with duct tape, red duct tape on a white floor. You'd have to be blind to miss the, the this, right? It's an arrow yep. and it goes down the aisle. It's not like it's at the start and it's not there. It's down the aisle. So you're walking. This is the direction to go and every other aisle changes direction, right? Yep. So I'm going down there. I'm buying. I'm buying stuff like I'm buying cake mix and stuff because while well, cake mix is on sale, it was my daughter's fourth birthday on March 29th. So we wanted to make her a cake. Understand so frosting and all this stuff. And every yep. time, I'm like crap, I missed something. So I have to go back down another aisle and back up the the aisle the correct way. The number of people who did not like follow the most basic directions of keep six feet away which were on the back of every single worker's shirt and one-way only aisles. Yeah, there were people I... wearing masks and gloves going the wrong way down an aisle to grab one thing. One thing! So, so like, today, um, the school sent us, like, activities we can do with the kids uh, to, like, yeah. keep them... Um, like keep the the things they've learned over over the year, they keep them fresh or something like that. And some some of the stuff in in those activities, we didn't have uh, the material for it. So I went to the dollar store to get a couple things, you know, for crafts and activities and stuff. And yeah. the aisles the aisles of the dollar store are pretty narrow. Yeah, they're they're and, like three feet. And like it was the first time I went to the dollar store since this all started right and i was shocked because it was like the, the only store that didn't have those like direction lines there was people people going up and down the aisle and in opposite direction and like crossing each other all the time it was like this like they should they, they sell red tape <laughs> they, they should do it themselves <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, we went to, um, me and the wife went to uh, Dollar Store, Dollarama in town, like right at the, like right when this started, like early March, like right when the panic yeah, started. Right the, when same, we... the same I'm just talking about, yeah. Yeah, well, back then it wasn't like this, all the stuff that we're doing now, like I, I spent 15, 20 minutes in line outside of a grocery store to go into it. Yeah, I've done that with Walmart today. 
I did that at No Frills in the town over. I won't mention towns, but the next town over. Um, not the big one, the small one, the other way. Uh, anyway, so I was in there, and it's 20 minutes in line outside the store. And then everyone was kind of, there's no arrows inside, but everyone was kind of keeping their distance because it was a limited number of people inside the store, which was brilliant, I must say. Um, stores that are keeping a limited number of people inside, uh, they're doing a hell of a job. Um, but like what you're saying is like, people need to learn that six feet is a freaking minimum, man. Like if I cough and you're six feet away from me, you're still probably going to fucking get it. Yeah. Like if I was infected and I, I, when I was at the dollar store, I made everything possible. Like. Oh, there's there's one there's someone in the aisle I want to go. I'll just go in the next aisle over and see if I can find anything else I need. I didn't want to be yeah. in the same aisle as somebody. Yeah. You have a newborn. You have a kid under two, like yes. a second kid under two, and then you have a school age child who goes to the French school uh, in the community. Yeah. 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 How? How are you handling having like the, the like the the newborn, which was born in what the end of October last year? Yep. Uh, newborn's pretty good. Um, she doesn't do her full nights yet, but uh, she's easy to put back to sleep, so it's not too bad. That's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, um, my my oldest is. A bit rough with the the mill one, but I think he he learned uh, not to be rough with the baby, so that's good. <laughs> that's good because your 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 eldest has has autism. Yeah, my my eldest has autism. He's nonverbal. Uh, he's qualified nonverbal, but he he uh, he speaks a couple phrases here and there and a couple words. Uh, yeah, but, that, but is that mostly not... at home or? Is... Is that does that include stuff at school and stuff with like his, uh, his yeah his EA he, and stuff? He has like phrases for school and and everything. He he like sings little songs about like cleaning up the classroom and stuff like that. But the is uh, uh, the the amount of things he can say is is not enough to be to for him to be considered uh, verbal or even semi-verbal. It's just okay. um, so basically he he picks up phrases here and there uh, that he's able able to um, like put back in the correct like uh, uh, circumstances, but he he will not be able to like put words together to f- make his own sentence. So so he will remember the phrase like uh, I'll say it in English, but he says he says it in French, but. Uh, when he wants milk, he says, "I want milk." But uh, uh, he will not say, uh, um, "I spilt the milk." He, yeah. he will. He will not like uh, dissociate the word and put put it in a new phrase to make something new. Okay. He just like mimics what he heard to put it back in the correct. He associates uh, words with action. Uh, yeah, uh, words or sentences, but you yeah. won't be able to like communicate with them really. Like, yeah, it he, helps he sees you guys do it, but the abstract nature of milk on the floor, you know, or on the table is like, oh, I don't get that. Yeah, like he can't put two and two together, which is understandable. But like he sees you and your wife and and stuff going like, you know, uh, I want, I would like some milk. And you can put that together because you can see like the physical interaction, or is it something different? Because um, communication is a hard concept for them. Uh, yeah, like the it's everything so social about it. Uh, so it's really like um, it's really like a, a a parrot. The parrot will like learn phrases and. Same, say them back to us like when when it makes sense for the mm-hmm. parrot to, to say them back but like he, he won't construct new phrases to mm-hmm. 
try to explain something else. Like the the train of thought won't like put words together. Okay. And how has how has um well I guess for you guys, because you guys don't, you do take them out um, at least before in the before times. You yeah. Take them out like I like we went to a, a uh, like a, a work family gathering, and I like I saw your family there, and yeah, you know, he it's very clear he is a relatively nonverbal autistic child, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like, but like, how has um, COVID-19 really affected your day-to-day outside of not being able to take the kids out when you go grocery shopping or go to the store? Well, the um, school was really, really beneficial for him because it gave him, gave him like um, uh, specialists and everything that really knew how to work with him, like not to say we don't know, but we got like outside opinions and we were working with the school. We're also and, experts. Like, yeah, they're I mean, also I mean, experts. They but, read all the, the medical journals and papers and stuff that yeah. how to deal do with it to, to do this stuff. So so what really changed is like sometimes when um he really liked going to the mall. And like uh, getting a rubber ducky from the like uh, claw machine, and going to like Toys R Us and like doing like he had this little. It was like we did it once in a while, and it was like a little re- reassuring thing for him. Um, he would see like the fish in the fish tank, and he would like uh, go go on his knees to watch the fish for like a couple minutes, and then. There was like this little ritual. Like we always did the the same, the same, uh, like path. Doing the doing the 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 sorry. It's all good, man. All the stores in the um, all the stores in there. We we would go like in the same order every time. And it was like reassuring for him. So sometimes when at the beginning of the day, uh, we saw like he was a bit tired or like couldn't hold himself. Like we would go, oh, maybe it's a good time, good time to go and like spend some time outside outside the house, uh, make him do his little ritual. So he like, he would always be like a bit better after that. Um, it will help him like handle his day better. Um, now uh, we got the trampoline and we make him play outside in the backyard. We mm-hmm. took a couple walks, uh, but it's it's not like the, with autism. Uh, they they dev- develop some uh, rituals. Uh, that help them cope with yeah. like, sometimes sometimes their day is hard and it's it's harder because uh, for nonverbal kids because they, they can't say what's bothering them and sometimes yeah. they don't even know uh, like my my son he doesn't um, he doesn't feel the like the tiredness like when he gets sleepy he, he doesn't really feel it. He feels uncom- un- uncomfortable, but he's not able to identify it. He's so not he able to associate with his uh, what he's feeling with the la- fact he needs to yeah. go to bed. So so he actually has to take pills to fall asleep because he won't he won't fall asleep on his own. Yeah. He will like he will uh, he will fall asleep at like three in the morning because his body will just shut down from being too tired. But yeah, so so medication is is actually helping him with that. Um, but yeah, he he spends time in the backyard. He watches uh, some television. We uh, we uh, give him one activity a day, like uh, 
something more creative, more in link with the what the school said to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we so he only eats certain foods. I'd say he eats like five things. <laughs> um, so that's also reassuring because we we've got like a, a freezer the size of a fridge. Yeah, yeah, we got one of those too. It's it's, it's all full with stuff he eats because we we can't afford to uh, to get low on that. Um, like the Walmart, the Walmart they say they sell uh, one. You can only take one bag of milk now. And yeah, that's well, it's it's a limited supply, and people are hoarding. So, yeah, but I one one bag of four liter liters of milk in my house that lasts a day. Yeah, speaking of which, man, I got some milk. Do you want it expires in uh, you know, like six days? Do you want me to drop it off on your porch? No, that that's okay. I've I've actually <laughs> done that. I've, I've done my my milk run today, so I I've got a. So that's why I went to Circle K because Circle K is uh, two things of four liters. So I went to to uh, the Circle K next to the Walmart yeah. to get two, and he drinks three point twenty five percent because that's because um, he since he doesn't eat a lot of things. Yeah, you need the homo milk. Yeah, we we yeah we take the homo milk for for like brain development. It's better, and he gets his higher fat vitamins. content, higher nutrients. It, it, it's all yeah. around better. Better for so like that's what we fed our kids when they were little. And I understand like for your child, your eldest, it, it makes a hundred percent sense that you'd feed them that. Like not feed them so, that, yeah. but you know make them drink that. So what I do when I run out of milk is I go to that Circle K next to the Walmart. I buy two jugs of uh, 3.25, the homo milk, and then on my way back from home, I do a, a tiny detour to go to the Mac because the Mac is also the same thing as Circle K because <laughs> they're the, like the same. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Macs, like Macs convenience stores turn as Circle Ks. Yeah, because basically Circle K is Mac but with a gas station, right? Or no, I've something seen some like non gas station Macs turn into. Circle K's. I think it's just yeah. a cheaper they got brand. they got bought out bought out or something. Some some yeah. of them kept their names, but anyways, so they got the same milk. So I I go there and I buy two more, so I I can last for four days like that. <laughs> nice. It's it's actually it's actually the four liters goes by in the day, because yeah, my imagine. son my son takes some like a lot. That's uh, most of what he drinks in a day is milk. Um, my daughter's my daughter takes a lot. My my youngest daughter is too young for for cow milk. Um, but then uh, anything that has to do with cooking and our mandatory coffee in the morning, <laughs> we have to put milk in there. So. Yeah, I can't even tell you how much coffee we've got. Like we, uh, we went out. Like it started like okay, like the week before the the quote unquote panic setting. Like we live in an area where the there was a bit of a panic wave back in February, um, and uh, I'm sure you remember this. Like the the Canadian Tire had all the N95 masks at the front entrance. Yeah, I yeah. took a picture of it because I thought it was I thought it was ridiculous, but yeah, now the... I'm kicking myself for not buying them. <laughs> Yeah, the the dollar store had this little like station with uh, with uh, gloves, masks, and uh, and wipes and stuff like that. I was I took a picture of that and sent that sent that to my family too. And I was like, look at that, the the dollar yeah. store is trying to profit from this. Yeah, and then oh how idiots we were. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I just like like I just remember like the just going out like i went and bought a box of uh like keurig coffee because we we have a keurig and i wouldn't have a coffee maker we just have a regular little keurig yeah i'm on keurig not, too yeah not as environmentally friendly as we'd hoped but uh you know it's oh 
I, I got the, the you should go to the um, frozen uh you know you know downtown there's like this like frozen store Are you talking about yeah the um yeah i know what you're talking about they they sell coffee puds almost perfect, almost perfect. yeah something that they sell the right now i i went today because today was my big day of going out and about um and we were low on coffee and the the coffee they sell there is actually um biodegradable. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, certified a hundred percent compostable, so nice. you can you can put them in like the the plastic is isn't really plastic. It's like a, a fiber made from wood. Yeah, it's like that bioplastic kind of stuff. Yeah, so you yeah, can I've just you you can just toss them in the the compost bin and be done with it. Yeah, I've seen those. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, because most of them, most of them, you can actually recycle, but it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take the lid off, and you gotta dump the coffee grains out, and then you can put it in the yeah. recycling bin and stuff. And I get it; that's nice. I wish, because you can yes, um, and, compost and then, coffee grains. So, it's, and then it, it gets messy. You get some coffee grains that like fall out. Yeah, it's, it's first world problems, right? Uh, <laughs> Pre-pandemic problems, I guess yeah. I should say now. Is that first world problems? But yeah, anyway, but then, so they got. Oh, right, go ahead. Yeah, go uh, ahead. yeah, but then now, now that I have this, those little compostable coffee, uh, coffee things, I just throw them in the compost bin, and I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. Well, anyway, uh, what I was saying was like, uh, so I went out and bought like coffee and creamer and all that stuff like a regular grocery run before the whole panic set in and then the wife's like we need to stock up so i went out and spent like 300 400 bucks on groceries i got small kids i don't want them to go i don't want to as expose myself as much as possible so any dry goods and stuff back when people were not buying dry goods or canned goods which was a weird sight to see like all the pasta and all the all the cans were still there but all the fresh food was gone nah, i didn't get that but so you know i went out there and i bought another thing of of coffee creamer and <laughs> the amount of freaking coffee creamer we go through is ridiculous and uh <laughs> like we were at risk of running out and we placed an order um I, on uh, online through one of the on one of the grocery stores and i, I went over the story about how it was ridiculous like how long it was it almost ended up being two weeks they were going to deliver us the groceries we ordered I went over that in the first episode, so I went out and bought more, and I bought some the coffee creamer, and I had to go out and get um get more food because uh, apparently my kids stopped eating what we wanted them to eat, <laughs> so um I had to go get some more stuff, and uh, again got coffee creamer and coffee, twelve dollars for thirty K cups, which was uh, ridiculously cheap. Like I don't know what I'd do in the morning without coffee. Like for me personally, you know. I'm finding it a bit difficult to sleep sometimes and my kids wake up at seven, seven thirty. If I don't fall asleep till one in the morning, I need one or two cups of coffee <laughs> to keep keep myself going, you know. So it's uh, it's on the priority of things to get. And I think after when things settle down a bit, we're gonna be stocking up on a couple a couple boxes of coffee. Yeah, coffee is a uh... Coffee is an essential, an essential good here too. Yeah, like how have you noticed the grocery stores when you go out? I find I find it weird. Like when I go grocery shopping, like some some stuff is like missing from the shelves. Yeah, and that's to be expected though. Yeah, but it, it's rarely the stuff I think it's going to be missing. Think? Yeah. Like the I'm pasta like, is still there and the rice is still there, but yeah, the, like, I was like, canned lentils is gone. Yeah, but like, like I get like I get the flour was missing, but like there was like, what was it? There was like um, canned beans. There was like two two cans of beans left. I was like, Okay, I get, I get that's it's a non-perishable and like it's good as a backup, but 
really like people mass bought canned beans? Why? Yeah, I don't get it, man. Like I went to the grocery store and uh, like they're they're putting out limited numbers of like toilet paper because of the weird toilet paper panic buy that happened and it's con- apparently continuing to happen. Um, and so the stores are limiting the number of toilet paper they put out on their shelves when they get a big when they get their order filled, right? So it's not gone in five minutes. So, <laughs> like when I when I go out, I buy a, a pack of toilet paper. Uh, mainly because like we were caught off guard and just had enough to make it through until I bought the next pack, which is never going to happen again. Um, but it's like the, the stuff out there that, that people are buying, at least early on, like I think some people have smartened up about it a bit, but early on, like I was stocking up. I bought um, pasta, I bought non-perishables, I bought you know, frozen foods. And and I bought, um, I went to the one store that you could get bulk, right? So I bought bulk. Um, and uh, yeah, I bought, bought that stuff, you know, because I don't, if I don't have to, I don't want to leave my house. Yep. It sucks. Like I go in my backyard, but we're in a duplex. So like we're being separated by a tiny little like half inch wooden fence three-eighths wooden fence so it's really not like if my neighbors have it we are going to get it if we keep going outside well they're outside even even if they're not because that that stuff can last on uh, things for days um but like it's just weird man yeah so like just the stupid stuff people were buying back like um, well, I guess three weeks ago, three four weeks ago, and the stuff they weren't buying, which would you think they'd want like pasta, pasta sauce, uh, canned vegetables, canned fruit, uh, frozen vegetables, frozen fruit, uh, frozen meat. Like I went to Walmart and I bought um, a bag of frozen chicken breast. We haven't broken into that because we're trying to go through the, our older stock to get to our newer stock because we still have a bunch of stuff uh, from last year when we moved. And, um, yeah, like they, the freezer was full of it, like 1.8 kilograms of frozen chicken breast. They'll feed a family of five, like at least three, four times. Yep. And it doesn't occupy a large spot in your freezer. It's pretty small, actually. Just surprising. And my, my freezer is actually really big. So I tried. I tried oh, yeah, we got. I got a frigidaire. I got a frigidaire commercial freezer. <laughs> yeah, mine's commercial too. Yeah, me and the wife are gonna buy another one though, because uh, we want to stock up some more. Plus, like back when thing, when things get better. Um, plus, uh, we're going in on um, apparently a cow. Uh, we're getting a third to a half of a cow. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw. Um, one of my wife's friend they sent us like oh uh look at this uh the like this meat like around here somewhere they they sell half a cows and she was like it's actually like a decent price for like just half the cow like well yeah you buy the cow um butchered and then you they age it the butcher shop and all that fun stuff and they they butcher it to your specifications if you want Paste the whole thing ground beef. We'll make the whole thing ground beef. It's it's not bad, but like that's what we're looking at doing now. Like, um, I don't want to get caught with my pants down again because who knows? Like this came out of, like yeah, we we saw in the news and like oh it's just another one of those things. It's gonna be another SARS thing, right? That's what I thought. It wasn't. <laughs> As we can tell, this thing is much much worse with a, well. I made a prediction on my last podcast, which dropped a couple days ago, that by Tuesday, the United States would break 12,000 dead. They are at 12,854 dead. And have you have you seen people compare this to other, like the, the, the epidemic, or the, sorry, the pandemic that was the H1N1 virus in 2009, 2010? Yeah, I, I've actually, um, there's a, a guy uh, from work, but 
from another another building, right? Yeah. Um, I like he, he was on my Facebook because we worked together uh, while I was training. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I actually muted him because he uh, he posted about uh, training in his um, in his gym in his uh, like he has um, his garage. So he made a he made he made a little gym in his yeah. garage, and yeah. and when they started to say like uh, like no gathering, don't do stuff to. With, with people not from your household, blah, blah, blah. He mm -hmm. actually in, invited people in his gym and he posted that on Facebook. And it was like, uh, is, I, th I think it was like his stepsister or something like that. That was like, you know, you, sh you shouldn't do that. Like, and she, she was like a healthcare worker. And, and she said like, you shouldn't do that. And, she, and he was like, oh, but... Uh, we uh, we took uh, showers and we we like uh, cleaned all the equipment blah 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 and then like th this bothered me at first and I, I I answered I answered him and he I think he removed my answer I was like even if even if you showered before like you're in a gym so you're gonna sweat and and sweat well, sweating's not the matter man it's the coughing and the breathing it's general yeah, but, just breathing like heavy then, breathing is gonna spread this illness yeah it's, it's like you know it's still bodily bodily fluids that you, you're just spreading around so like don't do yeah, it like i get what you're <laughs> i get what you're saying like close contact is not good but like there's like I've run into people on uh, Facebook and stuff who compared this to the uh, H1N1 uh, pandemic of 2009, right? 2009-2010, over a course of 20 months, 12,000 Americans died due to that, uh, estimated by the CDC. There is millions of Americans who were infected with it, but 12,000 died. I think it was upwards of there are high estimates of a 60 60 million Americans uh, contracted H1N1 in the 20 months that it was ravaging the United States and 12,000 of them died. Here's today's numbers based on the uh, worldometers.info slash coronavirus. USA, 400, 400, 12,000. That's 400, total cases. Their active cases is 365,884. Dead, 12,854. 12,854. Yeah. Like, and, and people we, are still fucking downplaying this. Yet. It's not even the peak yet. <laughs> no, like, this, like, we're still rising daily. Like, the U.S. is still yeah. exponentially growing. Like, the world is growing. Yeah, and, and and the guy, the guy I was talking about the the first incident, like it got me bothered a bit. But then he posted again, like, uh, are we really shutting down the economy for a for a thing that has like a small a, that small of a percentage, uh, like, uh, uh, of like killing people? I was like, small, dude. <laughs> and and then and and then like on this in the same day. He, he posts like, oh, it's 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 like the every every couple of years, like the 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 media uh, tries to keep us scared by talking about like SARS or or H one N one or like he, he says like the the media is trying to to make us to 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 control us with that. I'm like, this guy an anti vaxxer uh, probably so so i i i muted him i muted him for 30 days because i i couldn't just deal with that uh <laughs> so that's if, ridiculous that is if, that is ignorance throughout the max man yeah yeah the media is going to scare you because the scares get ratings but they're going to scare you with regular news like the guy down the street had a gun and he went to joe's house and shot him in the face they're going to scare you with that stuff but when it's the healthcare professionals, the actual people who do not get paid 
just to be on the media. They, they don't get paid through ratings. They get paid because they're just doctors and nurses. And they're the ones sounding the alarm. They're the ones panicking about this. Like, I watched a video the other day of a nurse who quit her job in, in an American ICU. She was an American hospital. She was assigned to a COVID ICU. She quit her job because she didn't have PPE. Zero. She brought her own N95 mask, and that was it. Um, but they were asking them to, like, all these nurses and doctors were walking around this this uh, this wing of this hospital um, dedicated to COVID patients without masks. Yeah. Like, my, that's ridiculous. One of my best friends is actually a, a nurse at... Um, uh, a, hop, a hospital in Montreal that he his wing is caring for the patient with COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty pissed about it. Uh, not the fact that he's taking care of the COVID patient, but the the fact that now he he um, he can't uh, go in the break room. He like everything. He he doesn't have any privileges anymore. Cause he, yeah. he's he's stuck he's stuck there and uh, yeah, the apparently the doctors don't want even don't even want to go in in the aisle where the COVID patients are. It takes it takes like a miracle for like uh, if a nurse has a question and they they need a follow up with with the doctor, like they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part of all this. Uh, it's, this is going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. And it's yeah, probably going to be you know, here. Even even them get scared, you know, because well, they, they don't want to bring this. And they're doctors and they're like, like, I've seen pictures of the people go in and change your fucking sheets and wash them. And, and they're all in like full on like biohazard suits. Like, this is nothing... Like, we haven't seen this kind of situation in 100 years. Like, the last time we saw this was the uh, 1918 Spanish flu uh, pandemic. And people still want to, like, downplay Like, all those fucking idiots who went on spring break, like, gathering... Oh, man. I saw I saw that video of people in, in Florida going to beaches. And, yeah. And when the... And when the reporters they, they came in and asked them like what are you doing like, uh, there's a, there's a pandemic and it could be dangerous they're like oh yeah but we had uh, we had spring break plans and you know what are, what else is there to do when spring break is uh, except going to bars and going to to the beach I'm like just stay home <laughs> I, I don't know man when it's risking your own parents and your grandparents and your friends and your family like you, like. I, like I've seen the same kind of reaction out of um, uh, out of the boomer generation too. Like like the uh, Gen Zs that went on spring break. Like yeah, it's not like generational. It's like more age gap. But like I've seen the same thing out of boomers. Like they're not taking it as seriously as they should. And yes, Snowbird. I can't explain it. Like I've read like a friend of mine. He's a uh, he 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 installs like cable and stuff. And he shared a, a story of something out of Ottawa where the, this uh, cable install, installer uh, was purposely exposed to COVID from this family who kept it quiet and then called the company the next day to tell them that their kid had COVID and that this guy has probably been exposed to it. Like how, how like, do you really fucking need internet that bad? That is just stupid. Being being from Montreal, you know, I I follow the news from from like what's happening in Quebec too, you know, and there is a there is actually a hospital that um, the the pregnant uh, the pregnant wife the, like the wives and like the the woman pre- pregnant woman they can't bring anybody uh, for the birthing anymore. Well, no, there's gonna be there's no visitors allowed in most hospitals now. Like, yeah, but there's no there's no visitors, but like they they still let the the husband come and like be there for for the wife, you know? 
Yeah. And that, that hospital stopped that because when one of the one of the fathers had COVID nineteen and he lied about it. <laughs> and and he actually went in the maternity ward and like they found out later uh that he had COVID nineteen and now uh nobody can bring their uh their husbands anymore. That person should be criminally charged with attempted murder. Yeah. Like anyone who lies about having COVID-19 and breaching quarantine protocols should be charged with attempted murder based on the fact that one in one in 50 people will at least, at least one in 50 people will die instead of the one in 1000 that is normal for the flu. Um, like we like it can't be fines anymore. This needs to be criminal charges against these people. You have COVID, you lie about it, you expose others, attempted murder. Yeah, and and it's not it's not like we're in like we're we're still pretty like free to do what we want here. You know, like China, they actually like sealed your doors when you had COVID. And that's that's how they took care of it. You know, they they you you got COVID, you can't go outside anymore for whatever long. And yeah. and people people that actually had it and broke broke their quarantine, um, they're not here anymore. <laughs> the Chinese government didn't mess with it. We should be we should be happy of like how how free we are right now. Yeah, but there's at some point like there needs to be further things installed to prevent people from uh, spreading this illness. Like I get it, and China's been lying a lot. They they lie. They like I don't oh, believe yeah. their numbers at all. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think China, any any smart person believes their numbers. Yeah, but, China. China's as a, a story of lying. Like they they lied about their they lied about everything for two. I did a, when I was in in college. I did a an, an economics research on actually like uh, China, uh, and they they lie about uh, their treasury. Mm-hmm. So their so their their dollar is actually lower than it's supposed to be. So people will buy from them because they, the, the, the other countries, they get like an incentive because like their money's worth more versus the Chinese. So it's, it's beneficial for them to buy from China because of the, because of the currency change, you know, yeah. so they actually, they actually lie about about their treasury <laughs> to devalue their money. No, that's not that's not surprising. Like well, China also has the ability to have the long plan. Like they can plan 20 years and stick to it. Most western democracies have the four-year plan, maybe an eight-year plan if they hope to get reelected or you know, but mostly it's a four to five-year plan. Um and China being a you know a dictatorship, an authoritarian dictatorship, they have the ability to severely clamp down on their citizenry. However, with their numbers, it appears like they're mostly just they've only really sent out numbers from uh, the Wuhan uh, city and the, the the surrounding province is makes up pretty much all of their infected. I for one don't believe that. I don't believe at all that the infection is uh, as low compared to the United States as it is in uh, China. Um, and now that they've opened, they've re- reduced restrictions in Wuhan city in China. It's going to be interesting to see how the virus responds to that because there's it. this is a type of virus that it's only going to go away when we attack it like we have with the flu. Or if we like we have with smallpox, um, we got to attack it with uh, a vaccine, and we got to attack it hard. And it, until then, like China's gonna have a flare up. And China's 
like at least in Wuhan, that's the test bed, I think, for a lot of like Western countries, a lot of other countries that have everyone on lockdown. Like that area of China has been on lockdown from for over two months. So the I think the scientists and the doc doctors are gonna be looking at that to see how the infection comes back. And if it comes back, because if it comes back, if it comes back in a big way, that's a bad sign. But if it stays away, maybe we can start lifting isolation protocols. Limited. Restrict movement, obviously, but lift isolation in certain areas. Like, okay, you guys can go to work. You have a, you have like two weeks. Go to work. Go buy everything you need for those yeah. two weeks. And then your area's back under quarantine for a bit. How, I don't know, man. How is work? Because uh, I don't know what work is anymore. Well, so, <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm self con- self uh, isolating myself as best I can. Still, I still gotta go get groceries and stuff every uh, now and then, but not nearly as often as I used to uh, because my father-in-law has uh, cancer. We've been um, driving him to the hospital every now and then, so we don't want to expose him. Um, and yeah, so we've been uh, self-isolating as best we can, which is hard to do, but we're doing our best. Yeah, well, it's, we've, <laughs> Frank, we've done over an hour, so I don't want to keep you up too late. Um, thanks for coming on the second episode, man. It's uh, much appreciated. Yeah, happy to be of service. <laughs> yeah yeah well today is uh april 7th and uh thanks for listening to uh um tales uh from the quarantine and uh thanks to my good buddy matt for uh coming on uh, the podcast to talk about how he's been going through and what he's been going through um i'll see you guys uh i guess i won't see anybody anytime but I'll talk to you guys next time on the next episode of uh, Tales from the Quarantine. Stay home. Stay healthy.